Michael Swain from Iowa State 247 Sports. Hey, good afternoon, Michael. We appreciate your time today. Yeah, of course. Thank you guys for having me. Let's uh, let's talk about spring football. And, and I'm serious when I ask the question, but what do they try to get done when you got 20 of 22 starters returning off of a really good football team? Yeah, that's the fascinating aspect of this spring for Iowa State. And they really have taken a different approach than in years past where we've got to talk to some players um, over the course of the last few weeks. And it really seems like Iowa State's taken a, a really uh, a fundamental approach where they're not really doing a lot of the physical banging and doing a lot of the live reps where you can risk injuries, guys can get banged up. And instead, it seems like they're really trying to focus on getting guys fundamentally sound, making sure everyone's technique is correct and that everyone understands the scheme of the offense and defense so that the idea is so when fall comes around, they're not only fresh, but they're able to, when the season goes on and you do get tired, they're able to have something to fall back on in terms of their technique fundamentals so that when, you know, you get into kind of the business end of the season and you're hopefully, you know, for Iowa State competing for a Big 12 title late in December and possibly a spot in the college football playoff, that they're able to do that and not have niggling injuries and not have guys making mistakes. So it's been a really interesting process to kind of get to talk to some of the players and coaches because it's so different than in years past and what you hear at different spring practices across college football. Brock Purdy obviously locked in and set at the quarterback position, but the interesting race may be who's going to back him up. Oh, yeah, 100%. I actually wrote about that earlier this week. So they've got two quarterbacks, um, Hunter Deckers and Aiden Bauman. So Deckers was a four-star recruit. He's from Iowa was a big recruiting win for Iowa State when he committed. And so he was the backup last year, played in a couple games. And then Aiden Bauman is a six foot six quarterback um, out of Minnesota who backed up then, you know, Deckers as kind of the third string guy. So it sounds like both of them have a, a good relationship, a quality relationship. Um, it'd be really interesting to see, you know, you'd expect this Iowa State team to have some blowout wins throughout the course of the season. So it'd be very interesting to see which one of those two kind of gets those reps behind Brock Purdy, or if they decide to switch off, if Deckers gets all the snaps, because I mean, also, you know, it is football after all, and, you know, injuries do happen. And so I think for Iowa state, it's a little, you know, you have two younger quarterbacks behind them, but at least Hunter Deckers has a little bit of experience, but it seems like going into the fall that they're pretty comfortable with those two as the backups. We're talking with Michael Swain from Iowa state, two, four, seven sports, Michael, who's expected to fill that void left behind by Jaquan Bailey. Yeah, that's going to be Will McDonald. That is a dominant player right there. He led the Power Five in sacks last year with ten and a half, and he didn't even start a game. Um, uh, he his goal this offseason is to bulk up, and he's started last year at two thirty, and now he's going to try and get up to two hundred fifty pounds. Um, that's something else that I wrote about on the website that we have a story up that's kind of looking at how he's trying to do that because he's some one of those guys that I'm very jealous of him. He has a really fast metabolism, which makes putting on a lot of weight really hard. So he's had to eat, you know, eight meals a day, um, really trying to work out a ton so that he can put on that weight. And the scary thing is, is he was able to do all that while getting held a bunch last year. Uh, I don't have the holding numbers in front of me, but it felt like at least once a game, an offensive lineman was called for holding Will McDonald. So if he's able to add the weight, shed more of those holding calls, it's kind of crazy to think of what he could do considering what he did playing like 43% of Iowa State snaps last year. Another one of those guys that really had a breakout season for the Cyclones last year was Isaiah Lee. What are the expectations for him this year? Yeah, that's another tough position for Iowa State. It's so, you know, you mentioned that they've got the starters coming back. So, you know, on defense, you lost Lawrence White and Jaquan Bailey. 
but you lost a lot of your depth at that nose guard position. And for those fans that are unfamiliar, you know, Iowa State plays a three-man front where that nose guard position is really important, and you have to have a lot of bodies there because those guys are taking on double teams, triple teams for the entire game. So you lost two of your three, you know, uh, at that nose guard position. So Isaiah Lee, there's going to be a lot on his plate this fall, but they've also got a, a true freshman now, Howard Brown, who is up to 330 pounds. He was a high school quarterback in Kansas City, um, a super dominant player, and he's someone that could back him up. And they've also got another young piece that they like, Jarrah Singleton, that will back up Isaiah Lee as well. But that nose guard position is going to be fascinating for Iowa State this season just because the depth that they had last year at that position is kind of gone now because of the transfer portal. Talk with Michael Swain from Iowa State, 247sports.com. And, Michael, with uh, with Milton healthy at the wide receiver spot, does that change or will it change their passing game at all? Oh, 100%. That's, if you're looking at, like, if you're going to pull Coles in Iowa State, you know, that was the, really the big thing last year was a deep passing game. They didn't really have it. And you got to – man, I feel kind of bad for Tariq Milton because – he suffered an ankle injury in the season opener, I, uh, I believe, against Louisiana. He missed the TCU game, second game of the season, and then his one catch against Oklahoma, the third game of the season, went for 42 yards, and he broke his collar. Or, sorry, I shouldn't say broke his collarbone. I don't know for a fact. He had a collarbone injury um, that then had him out for several weeks until the Texas game. So he's someone that is a very much a, a dynamic playmaker, someone that can kind of break the top off of the defense. And if you're talking about Iowa State, you know, that was something that they missed last year. And it's kind of scary to think about having a, a deep threat like that to go with a Brees Hall, to go with someone like Xavier Hutchinson, who was the Big 12 newcomer of the year last year. So he might be that kind of the missing piece of the puzzle for Iowa State's offense to kind of take it to another level. I think one of the, the unique things for me with high school and college athletics is sometimes you'll have a guy who doesn't have real production, that he's kind of the glue of the team. And to me, it seems like Rory Walling is one of those guys for Iowa State. What does he mean to the Cyclones? Oh, yes, Rory Walling. He's one of kind of the – first of all, he's a fan favorite because he's someone that does a lot of the dirty work on special teams. He's not someone that's going to get a bunch of snaps on offense. He's listed as a running back. But he's someone that I think everyone up and down the coaching staff has a ton of respect for because he's someone that, in terms of consistency, you know, shows up every day to practice, is always ready to go. You know, Matt Campbell had a funny story last fall that Rory Walling, if he called practice at 11 p.m. on like a Friday night, he would be the first one there ready to go like it was, you know, a Saturday morning in Jack Trice Stadium. So he's someone that, you know, the staff really likes. He's really important on special teams. He had some really big plays on special teams last year, covered or snuffed out a uh, fake punt from Texas when Iowa State went into Austin and won. He recovered a kickoff against Oregon in the Fiesta Bowl. So he's someone that, you know, the outside fan, the casual fan may not know, but inside those four walls at Iowa State, he's one of the most well-respected guys on the team. So now I think we've all kind of been waiting for the dead period to end, and it seems like it's it's finally coming. We're finally going to get back to normalcy there. Who are some of the top uh, recruits that Iowa State's looking at breaking in, bringing in once the dead period officially comes to an end? Yeah, there are a couple. It's crazy. I've got a little list on our website right now for some of our VIP subscribers of kind of the first two weekends in June. It looks like there's going to be about 20-plus prospects that come in, and I think one of the big names that I keep coming back to is Greg Gaines. Um, he's a four-star wide receiver out of Florida. He is really close friends with Iowa State's quarterback commit, Rocco Beck, who committed a, f a few weeks ago. And so he's one they're going to get on campus for that first weekend of June um, he's one they really like at the wide receiver spot, a four-star guy. And then Ja'Cory Thomas is another one. 
Um, another four-star guy out of Florida. Iowa State likes him as a safety, kind of that middle safety star position. And so I think those are probably the, the headliners, the four stars, you know, because Iowa State isn't necessarily one of those programs that's out here, you know, recruiting six, seven, eight, four stars. They've got a couple that they're going after really hard. And they really try and hone in on those guys while also finding some of the other guys that maybe fit the mold of Iowa State, which is having really good character guys, guys with high ceilings, and guys that really are in for working hard. So I think those are probably two of the big names that will be in kind of that first weekend of June. But I'm very excited to see how kind of the recruiting unfolds this summer. Just kind of rounding things up and kind of cleaning things up as we go into the spring game, 9-3 and three a year ago, depth chart appears to be in pretty good shape. It, any special goals? Has Coach Campbell mentioned anything that he wants to get out of Saturday? Um, well, it's interesting, too. They don't actually do a spring game under Campbell, and it's very interesting. And so we're supposed to talk to Matt Campbell next week, and I'll be very interested to see what he has to say if they actually did any scrimmages because their whole approach was going to be they're going to try and minimize the amount of kind of head-to-head contact and a lot of the physical grueling nature that spring practice can be sometimes so it'll be interesting to see how many scrimmages they did because they are you know so veteran and so experienced that you maybe don't necessarily need to have the the spring game or you know the spring practices but yeah they, they don't do a spring game under Campbell and I don't think they've done one under him for a few years now but I, I've only been on the Iowa State beat for a little bit of a year now so um, but yeah, no spring game for them, but still, it seems like a, a productive spring nonetheless. Just, just the 15 practices? Yeah, that's what it sounds like. And so again, really interested to see if they ended up scrimmaging because um, we haven't heard of that and we didn't get sent necessarily a, uh, a straight schedule for spring. So yeah, that's going to be an interesting little storyline we'll have heading into next week. Hey, uh, what can we find on the website? Oh, of course, yeah. I mean, we've got all sorts of football stuff right now. Um, I've got a Will McDonald story up. We've got some stuff up on the quarterback position. And then I've got another story coming out tomorrow that will be on one of the early enrollee safeties that Iowa State has, Malik Burden. He's kind of a six foot four guy. He played all over the ball in high school. So a really intriguing prospect. But we've got all sorts of spring stories. If you're into Iowa State basketball, too, it's an exciting time for Iowa State basketball fans with the new head coach, a lot of recruiting wins for them as of late. So all sorts of Iowa State content, really ranging from football, recruiting to basketball. Hey, Michael, we appreciate the time. Thanks so much, man. Of course. Thank you guys for having me on. I really do appreciate it. Have a great day. That's Michael Swain from Iowa State 247 Sports.